Are you ready? Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. God has dealt to each one of us, to every believer, a measure of his faith. So first of all, I want you to realize, because sometimes I've heard people pray, and sometimes I've cried, Lord, I I don't have faith for that. But the Word of God says something different. I do have faith for that. And everyone in this room has a measure of faith that God has given you. So I want you to know, and I don't want you to ever say, I don't have faith, because you do have faith. I don't have enough faith. Well, we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. But I want to say something to you. You do have faith. Would you just say to yourself, I have faith? Say it. I have faith. Look at your neighbor and say, you have faith. Tell them, I have faith. You've got a measure of faith in you. And Jesus said when his disciples came to him one day, they said, Lord, increase our faith. What did he say to them? He said, if you had the faith of the grain of mustard seed, you would say to this mountain or this mulberry tree, be plucked up and cast into the sea, and it would obey you. All it takes is the faith of a grain of mustard seed. Now, what do you do with a mustard seed? What do you do with any seed? you got to plant it. And that's what seed faith is. you got to plant it. And uh, I'll tell you what, let me just say, you had faith this morning. You may not realize you had faith this morning. But you got up out of bed and you came to church. That took faith. It really did. It took some faith to get up. You obeyed the Word of God. You know what faith is? It's confidence in what God said. That's what faith is. It says, I'm believing what God said over my circumstances, over the way I see things in the natural world. But I believe what God said. And God says, don't forsake assembling together, as some of you do. But we gather together as we've done this morning. We're here in faith. The Bible says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. Guess who's here today? Jesus is in the house. Anything Jesus can do, he can do right here. It doesn't take thousands of people to gather together for Jesus to to move in great and mysterious ways. And God wants to move in your life today. He said, I've given you faith, and I guarantee everybody here has got the faith of a mustard seed. The tiniest little faith, you've got that faith in you. And I want to, you know what I'm here to do? Stir up the faith that's in you. That's why God sent me here. I live in the Dallas area. God brought me here. And he said, I'm coming to stir up the faith of his people. Uh, Faith, as I said, is simply believing the word of God. One definition of faith is this. Faith is advanced information that we receive from God that we're to act upon. What is the advance information? This right here, the Word of God. 
When Peter, you remember Peter and the disciples were in a boat one night. Jesus was up the mountain praying. When he came down, there was a storm on the sea, and the boat was rocking, and the disciples said they were going to die, and Jesus starts walking on the water. And then all of a sudden, when they finally realized who it was, it's Jesus. And he said, don't be afraid. And all of a sudden, the disciples looked at Jesus, and one of them, Peter, said, Lord, if that's really you, bid me to come to you on the water. Now, in the natural, that does not make sense. And Peter stepped out of the boat. What did he walk on? You know what he walked on? He didn't walk on water. He walked on his faith because he walked on what God, Jesus said to him because Jesus said, Peter, come. And when Peter stepped out of the boat, he was walking on that word of faith, that word come, come on to me. And he stepped out on faith. He wasn't walking on water. He's walking on faith. And then all of a sudden, when he looked around, now he was operating in the arena of faith, but all of a sudden he looked around and he began to operate in the arena of reason. This doesn't make sense. And he saw the wind and the boisterous sea, and he began to doubt, and all of a sudden he began to sink. Jesus reached out his hand and said, Peter, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? And that's what faith is all about. It's stepping out on the Word of God. And I'm here to say it's time to put our faith into action. Randy, come up here. I want you to share your testimony. Randy, share me his testimony. I'm telling you, testimony of, I think, great faith. That when you're faced with cancer, you have to have something. You better step out on something because you're reasoning, especially... Yeah, have you ever Googled something? Have you ever got sick and you Googled something? And next thing you know, uh-oh, I better run to the hospital right now. Have you ever listened to those commercials on television? If you took this particular medication and you got this and this sickness, you better call this lawyer. Because, hey, oh, I'm telling you, I listen to that. Or if you take this particular medicine, here are the side effects. And you list all these things and you go, oh. And you start working in the realm of reason and doubt and fear. This man of God was faced with cancer. And he was talking to me today, and it uh, coincided with what I was going to share today, about what God did in his life concerning his faith. Why don't you just share your story? Well, most of you have already heard it. Uh, When I was diagnosed with cancer, the doctor gave me a book to read about the cancer. And my faith was in a pretty good place, I thought. But as I began to read the book and and come into reasoning, as as, uh, Pastor Sonny was talking about, then my faith began to to diminish, and I could feel it. And and I was reading this book, and I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me just as clearly as, as I'm speaking to you. He said, you do not need to know this because I've got it. You don't need to read anything else. So I just put the book down. I was in the middle of the second chapter. Never finished the second chapter, have never opened that book again, and and put it down. And from that moment on, my faith began to rebuild. And I fought it about two years. And after two years, it was recurring. And um, one day right here in this church, the Lord spoke to me and said, You know, when I cursed the fig tree and that fig tree died, he said, You have that same authority. I've given you that authority. So you begin to speak to that thing, and you begin to curse it in my name. 
And from that day forward, that's what I did. And I stand here today. I've already had my second checkup. I'm cancer-free. So I just give God the glory on that. Oh, I like that story. And we've heard it, but, man, it's good to hear it again and again and again. Because what what your testimony does, it generates faith in all of us. Because it gives us hope. If he can trust God, trust his word, that by his stripes we are healed. You know, the facts, and I, I, I like this little, I, I share this quite often, thing called facts versus truth. The fact was you had cancer. That was a fact. The doctor said it. Here's read, read about it. That was a fact. But the truth was that by his stripes you were healed. Truth is greater than the facts. When the woman with the issue of blood came to Jesus, the fact was she had an issue of blood. She had had it for 12 years. And she said to herself, if I can just, what, touch the hem of his garment. Now, where did she get that from? Because she knew, because she was a good Jewish woman, and she had read the Old Testament. And the book of Malachi says the Messiah would come with healing in his wings. And so when she reached out and touched the hem of his garment, those were known as the wings of his garment. And she knew whether when the Messiah comes, the scripture says, if I just touch the wings of his garment, I'll be healed. He comes with healing in his wings. So she was stepping out, not on nothing, but on faith to believe what God said in his word. And she touched the wings of his garment. And her blood was dried up just like that. And Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? And all the disciples said, Lord, what do you mean who touched you? Look at all these people. They're all touching me. I like this statement. Many were thronging him, pushing him, but only one touched him in faith. And there's a lot of people go to church. They're crowded around Jesus. But there's a few that reach out and touch him in faith, believing his word. When the blind man came to Jesus, the fact was he was blind. He was blind. He could not see. Everybody knew it. But he knew what the Word said, that the Messiah would come, and he would heal the blind eyes. And so when Jesus came and said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, oh, I want to see. And he was stepping out on what he knew was contained in the Word of God. That's what faith is all about. I don't know what you're facing right now. I don't know what you're going to face in 2019. I don't know. But I know this. I know that the Word of God is powerful enough to get you from where you are now to where He wants you to be. When you trust His Word, you're not relying on what you see around you. You don't rely on how you feel. You rely on the Word of God. I want to stir that up in you. Now then, we said that faith is a gift. Faith is, everyone's received a measure of faith. Faith is a gift. For by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourself. It is a what? Gift of God. He's given you a gift of faith this morning. It's really important. Somebody, have you received a, a gift this year that was all wrapped up, real pretty, and a, had a bow on it and all wrapped up? How many got get one of those? What did you have to do to get to that gift? You had to unwrap it, didn't you? 
Some people receive a gift, and boy, it's nice. They carry it around. I mean, you got a nice gift there. What's it? I don't know what's in it. Why? Because they haven't opened it up yet. You've got a gift of faith, and it's important that you open up that gift of faith and begin to use it. Open up that gift of faith. It's in you. And I'm here to help kind of take the bow off today, all right? We want to get inside that box and begin to use that gift because that gift of faith is not just for you. It's for everyone around you because when you open up that gift of faith and you begin to operate in faith, guess what? You're going to bless everybody around you. This man's testimony blesses me today. It encourages me today. And so you help other people when you operate in that gift of faith that God's given you. So you have that gift of faith. Now, everybody's been given a measure. If I had a measuring cup and I measured out to every one of you a certain amount, we all got the same amount. Now, we've all got this certain amount of faith. Now, when I come back in a few months, and I say, let me see your faith. And I look at some of your faith, and you're going to have the same measure I measured out to you today. Some of you are going to say, well, let me show you my faith. Oh, man, it's grown. Look at here how big it is now. I got greater faith than I had just a few months ago. Now then, let me tell you how you can increase the faith that God's given you. You know how you increase your faith? You can't pray for it. Uh, have you ever prayed for faith? I have. I beg God for it. Oh, God, I need faith. You can't pray for it. You can't beg for it. You can't work for it. But I can tell you how you can increase your faith. Look at, let's go to Romans. I want you to look at it in your Bible. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. One of my favorite chapters. Romans chapter 10, I'll just read beginning with verse 8. Romans chapter 10, verse 8. What does it say? Referring to the Scriptures, what does it say? The Word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is, the Word of faith that we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised up from the dead, you will be saved. For with a heart one believes, that brings him into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made that brings us into salvation. You believe it in your heart, when you confess it with your mouth, it brings you on into your salvation. Verse 13, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 15, how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who hath believed our report? Verse 17, you got verse 17? I got the New King James Version. I don't know what version you got, but would you read this with me? Verse 17, let's read it out loud. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You want to increase your faith? What do you got to do? You got to hear the Word of God. Let me share something with you. I saw this the other day. Kind of interesting. You got two ears, right? If you put both of those ears together, it forms a heart. All right? It forms a heart. Your ear forms a heart in the natural. How do you spell heart? 
H-E-A-R-T. What's in the middle of heart? Ear. When you hear the Word of God, when you hear the Word of God, you speak the Word of God, it goes into your heart. Gets into your heart. And that faith that's in your heart begins to increase. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. That's why it's vital, why this Sunday morning gathering is important. It's because when you come here on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights or whenever you come to church, you are hearing the Word of God. The reason faith is so strong because he is hearing, listening, telling me that he gets in his little shop and he puts on the preacher, and he begins to hear and listen to the Word of God. And it goes into his ear, and it goes into, he begins to think about it, but then it goes from his mind into his heart. And his heart gets full of the Word of God. It gets full of the faith of God. So when he's faced with cancer, what comes out of his mouth? Oh, no, what am I going to do? Oh, no, man, listen, well, did you hear what the doctor said? Oh, man, what are we going to do? I don't know. That's not what comes out of what comes out of his heart. I know what I just heard from the doctor, but in my heart, I've got a word of faith. And I'm going to stand on what God said. I'm going to believe what God says more than what I believe what everybody around me says. And I love this statement. I'm going to say what God says to what God says is what I begin to see. I'm going to say what God says. This is His Word right here. This is God's Word to us. And I'm going to say what God says to what God says is what I begin to see in my, with my natural eyes because it will manifest. It may take a while. Didn't happen overnight, did it? But it showed up. Now he's cancer free by the power of the Word of God. Thankful for doctors. They do what they can do. But then there comes a time when the doctor says, can't do anything else. And we stand faithfully on the Word of God because we've been listening to the Word of God. There's going to be a time, I promise you, within the next year that you're going to need some mega faith. You're going to need, you're going to face something, or you're going to be be with somebody that's facing something. They're going to need some faith in operation. They're going to get a bad report. They're going to go through something strong, and they're going to need somebody that's full of faith. And I hope that's going to be you. But you'll be the one full of faith, and you're, you're, you're so in tune to the Word of God that you say, I know what you just heard, but let me tell you what God said. I know what God said, and I believe what God said is more important than what you might hear in the natural world. You may look at your bank account. Look at that bank account, and it is low. How low can it go? I mean, it's low. You ever been in one of those situations? Your bank account's low. Do you know what you can do? If you are a giver, you can stand on Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. If you bring all the tithe into the storehouse, prove me now herewith, says God, and see if I will not open you the windows of heaven, pour out such a blessing, there'll not be room enough to receive it. Matter of fact, you'll have an overflow to give to others. So when I face financial difficulty, and sometimes the enemy comes in, he knows how to attack you. He attacks you financially, 
You stand on the Word of God and say, I know what I'm seeing in my bank account, but Lord, because I am a giver, because I am a tither, I'm standing on Your Word. I believe Your Word is going to open the windows of heaven. I'm going to receive such a blessing. There's not going to be room enough to receive it. I'm going to be able to bless myself and others with that. I'm going to stand on Your Word that You promised, Philippians 4.19, that You're going to supply all of my need according to Your riches and glory. I know what my bank account's shouting at me right now, but I know what God's Word says, and I trust God's Word over what I see in the natural world. We are supernatural beings. We're supernatural people. You realize that? You came into the kingdom of God. You said yes to Jesus. You stepped into a supernatural world. We're actually, the Bible says, seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness. We're above all this fray and, boy, this nastiness in our world. And how many know the world is, whoo, what a mess we're in, aren't we? This world, boy, I turn on the news, sometimes say, whoop, I can't listen to that. Because it'll just make me mad or get me scared. So I'll turn that off and I'll return to his word. Jesus said, what's going on in our world right now, we shouldn't be surprised. I believe we're in the last days. Matter of fact, I read about the Scriptures of what's going to take place in the last days. Read about it. I read about it. I've read about it for years. All of my life, growing up in church, hearing about what's going to happen in the last days. And we're in it right now. I don't really like it. But Jesus said there's going to be trials and there's going to be tribulation. If you try to live godly, don't be surprised when you face struggles in this world. Because we're living in a world that is trying to run away from God. We're trying to get in the flow of God. And I declare to you, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Jesus said, don't be afraid because I've overcome this world. And so I'm standing on God's word. So I believe it's time for our faith to go into action. Your faith went into action when you got that word, cancer. Faith went into action, stood on the word of God, and look what's happened. My faith goes into action when I hear of someone that's in great need. My faith went into action this year as, as president of the association. I've traveled around to many churches. This year, we've had three of our pastors, our ministers, go to be with the Lord. Three of them. One pastor in Liberty City, Pastor Eddie Scott. I'd visited him the week before and Next week, he stood up and preached the Word of God. And he was going through some kidney problems and believing God, standing on the Word of God. And he was preached on a Sunday, and on, by Wednesday morning, he was in heaven. Eddie fought a good fight. He tried dying three or four times before that, but God always sent him back. And some people say, well, was he standing in faith? Why did that happen? God said, Eddie, it's your time. Come home. And Eddie went to be with the Lord. Now we're dealing with his church and working with his wife. Things are going to, well, I mean, awesome things are going to happen in Liberty City because Eddie prayed and believed God for souls to come to the kingdom of God and his seed in the ground is going to bring forth. Mike Alexander, one of our dear friends, who pastored Church on the Rock where Pastor Ron is before Pastor Ron got there. He went to be with the Lord this week. 
Let me tell you a great story. Mike Alexander, a great man of God. How many of you know Dr. Richard Vaughn? You all know Richard? He, he, pastored, he, he pastored in this community for years, and I would pastor Ron. Pastor Richard Vaughn pastored in Kilgore, Texas in the 60s and 70s. He won Mike Alexander to the Lord. Mike Alexander got so full of faith, he went out and he led Larry Lee to the Lord and Jerry Howell to the Lord. There was a great move of God. Eddie Scott was in that move of God. These people. Dr. Vaughn used his faith to preach the gospel. These young men met Jesus back in the 60s and the 70s. You know what it's led to today? This congregation right here. Larry Lee went on to build Church on the Rock, and we became a part of that. And now that's spread all over the world. It's because of the faith of a man of God named Dr. Richard Vaughn. Our missionary, some of you have heard this news that our missionary to Haiti, y'all know Jay Threadgill? Jay Threadgill and his wife, Linda. Linda is in the hospital or has been in the hospital in Florida with a heart issue. While she was in the hospital going through her, uh, she had a little small heart attack. While she was going through that, it's been two Sundays ago, I guess, their son who was in Haiti, who's taking care of the ministry, was shot and killed in Haiti while serving the Lord, died as a martyr on the mission field. Jay is still in the process of taking care of all of that. But I think of Jay's faith and Linda's faith when they went to Haiti 30 years ago and they stood on the Word of God when God said, I need you to go to Haiti. They said, we'll go. And they stepped out on that Word of faith. They built a ministry. They've got 6,000 people in church every Sunday morning. I preached there. It was awesome. Now they've given, this is their second son that's died on the mission field. What were they doing? They were obeying God. They stepped out in faith. And look what, and you know what God's going to do? God is going, we haven't seen anything yet, what's going to happen in Haiti. This young man, Jason, gave his life for the sake of the gospel. He was obeying God, stepping out on faith. And he stepped out. God said, Jason, I don't know why that happened. I, I can't explain it all. There are some things that are mysteries in the kingdom of God. I don't, I don't have explanations. We'll have to get to heaven to get those answers. My mother used to say, she goes, I don't understand that. I don't understand why that happened. And people would say that to her. She goes, they'll say, well, when we get to heaven, we'll figure it all out. You say, when you get to heaven, you won't care. You won't care why that happened because you've been walking in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ all your life. So I'm here to stir you up, to say, let's use our faith. And let's just see what God will. Let's believe God. Let's believe His Word. And the way your faith is going to grow this year is you've got to what? Take hold of this Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You're either going to hear the Word of God and grow in faith or are you going to listen to everything else around you and grow in fear? What do you want? I want faith over fear, don't you? Oh, I want that. And I believe God, there's no, I, I don't just, there's no doubt God is ready to pour out blessings. He's ready to surprise us all of what it'll do if we'll just trust His Word. I'm telling you, Jesus is in the house. 
Jesus is in you. Jesus wants to use you. I see these young people in the service today. Let me say something. Jesus was 12 years old when he went to the temple and his mom and dad couldn't find him. He was there talking to the spiritual leaders of his day. And he said, don't, and he told his mom and dad when they finally found, don't you know I must be about my father's business? God can work through children. God can work through you right now. You don't have to wait till you grow up for God to work through you. Work through you right now because he's given you a measure of faith. And he wants to use you for his glory. How many want to be used of God? How many will step out in faith on the Word of God? Some of you are believing God for something right now. How many are right now saying, man, I'm believing God for something. I got something going on in my life. I'm believing God. Have you got a scripture for that? Let me encourage you to do something. Whatever it is, whatever situation, if it's a financial, if it's a family situation, if it's a physical, need a healing, boy, find scriptures. Write them down. Go over them every day. I wake up every morning. You know one of the first things I do? I say, Lord, I thank you. I acknowledge your presence with me right now. Jesus, I acknowledge your presence. Holy Spirit, I acknowledge your presence. And then I begin to confess the Word of God over my life, that I'm strong in the Lord and the power of His might, that I'm an overcomer. No weapon formed against me going to prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I'm going to condemn. That's my Heritage is a servant of the Lord. I'm standing and quoting the Word of God, getting that out of my mouth before I begin to hear all this other junk going around and I might say something I shouldn't say. Get full of the Word of God because this is what you're standing, stepping out of when you step out in faith. And I believe it's going to be year to activate our faith. Faith in action. Not just for the preacher. It's for all of us, all of you. So next time I come back, I want to hear some testimonies. 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 You know what testimony is? Before you get a testimony, you've got to go through the test. Or as Joyce Meyer says, you don't go through the test, you just get the monies. But if you make it through the test, then you have a testimony, and that testimony glorifies God. I love to hear testimonies. I have some testimonies. Some of you are in the process of creating a testimony right now. You're in a test. But I tell you, the Word of God is faithful to you. You're going to get through it. You're going to come out on the other side, and you're going to testify of the goodness of God. Can we pray together? Can we do something? Let's, can we just all come to the altar? Can we just come here? You that would like to join me in this altar, let's, let's just come in. right here in this altar. I want to pray for you. So Roberts used to say, something good is going to happen. God is a good God. And the good God lives in us. Boy, thank you all for getting out of bed this morning. It wasn't easy, was it? Getting out of bed this morning? Or when you got out, you looked out. Oh, it's raining. It's cold. 
Man, it's not supposed to be like that in southeast Texas. Rainy and cold and wet. But you what? You got up. You didn't listen to those other voices. A pillar cries out to me sometimes. Just stay right here. This would be easier. No, you got up. That's faith in operation. You worship today. That's faith in operation. When you pray for that's faith in operation. Being in this, faith is in operation right now. So that tells me you've got faith. That faith is going to grow. Because you're going to listen to the word of God. I'm excited about what God's going to do. What other testimonies are you going to have? What, what is God going to do with you? Woo! Excites me. Father, I thank you for your goodness. Lord, we're standing in this altar. And Lord, I believe everyone in this altar. Lord, we're all going through something. Lord, we're going through something. And Lord, I'm declaring we're going to come out on the other side. Lord, we're going to be stronger than we are right now. Our faith is going to be larger when we get through this test. Lord, we're going to testify of what you have done. Lord, you're going to show yourself strong in our behalf. Lord, I believe you, Lord, that you're going to produce financial miracles. Lord, I know there are people that are consistent givers in this house. They've given and they've given. And Lord, your promise is for them. Lord, as they continue to give and continue to bring their tithe, that you're opening up the windows of heaven, that you're supplying all of their need according to your riches and glory. Lord, someone's physically sick today. Lord, they're facing a difficult situation physically. Lord, we're believing you that by your strike, we're declaring, they are healed. Lord, let it be manifested. Let that healing, Lord, as we stand on your word. Lord, there's someone that has a family issue today. They have sons and daughters that are away from you. They have a husband or wife that's away from you. But Lord, there's a promise about household salvations. And Lord, we're believing you, Lord, because we've come to know you and we pray for our loved ones right now. That they're going to come to themselves. That prodigal son or daughter going to come to themselves. And Lord, they're going to return to you. Lord, we believe you for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your promises. God is good all the time. He is good, isn't he? Well, for you that I didn't know before I came here, we're friends now, okay? Let's be friends. Let's just see what God will do with all. Think about it. You bring your measure of faith. You brought your measure of faith. We've all brought our measure of faith. That's a great faith in this house. There's a lot of faith in this place right now. Anything God can do, He can do it right now for His glory. Amen? Say amen. 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 Won't you just look at your neighbor and say, I'm believing God with you.
Just tell them right now. I'm believing God with you. Believing God with you. Whatever it is, I'm believing God. Believing God. Believing God. I'm believing God. Amen. Bless you.